Welcome to Cannabis Investing Newsletter. I'm D.H. Taylor. Today I want to look at Terrasen. Terrasen just announced that they're picking up Gage Cannabis out of Michigan. This is a huge move. It'll expand and almost double what Terrasen is already doing. This is a stock that I'm very bullish on already. Terrasen is one of my top picks. I really like Gage, but I was going to give them a minute to see some of their numbers come through the system before I was going to go ahead and put them in my top picks. I wanted to be sure about a few things. I wanted to get some more guidance. Now, all of a sudden, they're in there. So I wanted to kind of look at TerraSense's latest earnings and kind of bring in some of the numbers that Gage is going to bring into this so you get an idea as to what's going to happen here. I think this is going to be a huge move. I think it's an excellent move for TerraSense and Gage. And I think the stock has a lot of room to go up on the upside. Let's jump into the computer. I'll show you what I'm talking about. If this is your first time stopping by my YouTube channel or my website, I want to say welcome to the channel. Um, what I do here, I'm a value investor. And I'm looking at some 350 different cannabis stocks to figure out which ones are a buy, which ones are a bust. There's a lot of hype that goes in on cannabis. A lot of people have gotten burned on that. But there's some actually some really great companies out there. And right now, a lot of these cannabis stocks, they're kind of out of favor. This is an excellent time to get into the right stocks, but you got to make sure you're picking the right ones. Um, so we're going to be looking at the merge of these two companies. This is an acquisition. TerraSense coming in. They're just picking them all up. I want to go over the numbers on that because there's some that kind of stood out like, wait, th that number doesn't add up. So I'll break down a lot of the numbers. Uh, also, I had another projection before. There were some issues on um, – I wanted to explain – shares outstanding and as converted because this caused a little bit of confusion on the last video I did. And I'm looking at some of these things right now on a uh, shares outstanding basis. So we'll break this down. First off, Terrasend. Uh, TRSSF is the uh, symbol in the United States. Um, they've got about a $700 million market capitalization. Um, not sure... I think it's just a little bit above that. I think we're maybe 695, something like that. So there's 185 million shares outstanding, 240 if converted. This is important when you're looking at gauges numbers because the acquisition price factored in the, the future conversion numbers. Because when you break it down, if you look at it, you're like, wait, that, how, where do these numbers come from? So when you're looking at these numbers, you, you need to understand the, the difference there. There are war warrants or options outstanding that haven't converted yet. So when I talk about earnings per share, typically I look at only earnings today based on shares today. But sometimes I also look forward into the future looking at forward multiples using converted. It's really kind of a, a depends kind of thing, that, but it's something you need to really kind of look at. Oftentimes, these companies, um, we're seeing that a lot of them have a high number of warrants out there that, if converted, could affect valuation significantly. So it's something to kind of keep in mind. You're going to see a lot of these warrants, big numbers like this, more so in the cannabis stocks that are just starting up. You don't see this typically in um, other kind of ongoing ventures like, say, Apple Computer, who, uh, if they issued what, 10 million shares outstanding in, in options or something like this? Wouldn't even be a, a blip. TerraSense operating in four states with 10 Canadian provinces. Uh, so it's a decent size 
decent sized MSO here in the United States, but then they're up in 10 Canadians. So it's really a kind of an international uh, international thing. Plus now they've got Michigan with Gage. They have 13 retail locations. I think I saw that they wanted to have um, up to 21 by the end of the year. Um, there's a lot of growth going on there with their future dispensaries. Same thing with Gage. So the combined, you're looking at a, this is, they're going to be a significantly larger up to, I think maybe 40, 45 dispensaries by the end of this year with the two companies combined. That's huge. Um, I don't know what kind of track they're on for opening up the remaining of their dispensaries for this year. The problem is we've been seeing a lot of uh, kind of delays with, with COVID and things like this. So it's hard to get these things pinned down. There's still, what, about four or five months left in this year. So Gage Cannabis, uh, G-A-E-G-F on a symbol here in the United States for, you know, what remains. $285 million market share or market capitalization. So about a third, uh, 33% of where um, uh, TerraSend was. It's a 545 million deal to acquire, but the market capitalization is 285 million dollars. And it involves those forward warrants. They have to acquire those as well. So that's where that comes from. The 285 market capitalization that was prior to the announcement and what happened is they froze up that uh, that stock. So I don't know that it started trading yet, but the the market capitalization I have at this point is 285 on the numbers that I looked at. Um, it was only like a 20%, 18% premium over the final price. But how do you get to 545 if the market capitalization is 285? It's because of outstanding warrants and things like this. Uh, that's a big factor. There are other factors involved. Nonetheless, 545 is the purchase price. Terrasan gave us some guidance, and I used this guidance earlier. They asked for 300 million in revenue, uh, or guided 300 million in revenue for this year. They've printed about 110, I think, so far this year. Um, so they're they've got to print about 190 more to hit this revenue grow rate in the last two quarters, and this is without Gage. The thing is, though. Gage would bring in something like 40 million a quarter, 40 to 60. They just printed close to 20 million in their last quarter. Um, the thing is, they've got production possibilities of some 7,000 pounds of cannabis per month. All right, at about $2,000 a pound, you're looking at 14 million. 14 million, you're looking at about 45 million, 40 call it $40 million in production possibilities that they expect to have to be able to go by the end of this year. Again, there's only about five months left. So this is, this is kind of go time right now. At the same time, they're heavily involved with cookies. They're, they're the producers for cookies uh, dispensary system. There's, they're involved in the, the dispensary systems there. They're producing their products for them. And their dispensaries are selling other products other than cookies and gauge products. Given that, their dispensaries have the ability to create more revenue outside of their production possibility of 7,000 pounds a month. 
So you could easily see that these guys could produce some 40 to 60 uh, million on a quarterly basis from the, the retail dispensaries as well as their own production. Um, I'm looking at, if we call that 50 million, you're looking at a $200 million uh, annualized basis at this point. Well, Terrasand is sitting at 300 million. So you're now looking at a company that's going to be producing about a half a billion dollars in revenue. And that's important when you're kind of looking forward and asking a question, is this a strong buy? I, I liked Gage a lot, um, but I wanted to see more numbers before I said, you know, let's go ahead and put this in my, in my um, uh, top picks. One of the things is I wanted to see more consistency. They just went public and now all of a sudden they're gone. So it was hard to kind of, get a real good feel for it. But a lot of people really buying into it thought it was a great company up there that they were going to do really well. I might have alluded to the fact that I felt that they'd probably get acquired. And I will say this again. First off, I've had three or four of my top picks get acquired so far this year. And it's only been, this is now pushing into my seventh month. If you're looking for stocks that are going to get acquired, that's a good starting point. Uh, these are excellent stocks that are undervalued and they're getting acquired given that what's happening is um we're probably going to see a lot more m a activity and with that i think terrasend they are in my top picks and they are a company that it does have a lot of upside now all of a sudden they're looking at 66 percent more revenue per quarter so this is definitely going to be a strong company looking forward. Um, their earnings potential, I wanted to kind of break this down. And we're going to look at some of the future numbers for TerraSend, given their current metrics, excluding Gage. Now, here's the thing, one of the things to keep in mind. All right, you just picked up Gage. Great. The, you can't ship product from one facility in say Pennsylvania or California or whatever to Michigan. So Gage is pretty much all on their own up there. Any kind of cost savings is going to be on sales, general administrative, which is probably going to be minimal at best for a long time. So I'm not really looking at that as a potential, but if we look at Terrasen and we break it down, their gross margins are 60% right now. So that's about a 40% cost of goods. They've got about another 40% on uh, operating costs. So that's 80% right there. There's another 10% in um, typically in continuing costs. This leave's us with 10% uh, left over on 30, 300 million. That's $30 million. All right. There was $30 million. There's 185 million shares outstanding right now. Do the math, 30 divided by 185. You're looking at about 16 cents per share on a forward future earnings basis. Should Terrasen actually print those net earnings right now, you would value that at about 100 times future earnings simply because this far outpaces the S&P 500. Far outpaces it. These guys just printed about 8% quarter over quarter. The S&P 500 prints 3.5% a year. So these guys are screaming faster. Given that, looking at this, when we start adding in gauge, you're looking at a stock price that's probably going to hit about 25 bucks. Anywhere from 15 to 25 bucks 
when we merge these together and they become profitable. But something I need to kind of keep reiterating, you're not going to get that net earnings right now as a shareholder because these companies are doing a lot of CapEx acquisitions, expanding. You're basically buying even more revenue in the future versus getting net earnings right now. That's important. But given TerraSend alone, I'm looking at a price between, say, 15 to 17 and a half. Factor engage, you're looking at 25 bucks right there. Right now, TerraSend trading at about seven, seven and a half. So for those of you who are new to my site, I have a page called the complete list of top 100 cannabis stocks. It's about 110 now. And this is changing significantly. That will still list, stay up there. But what I've been doing over the weekend and will do over the next two to three weeks, I hope to have this up no later than the end of September. I hope to be traveling starting the 1st of October. So I need to get all these little projects done with. This is a massive project. This is not a little project. I'm putting together the past five quarters for each stock, their revenue, their gross margins, their operating expenses, their EBITDA profitability versus revenue, things like this, so that you can see that and you can compare each company. Oftentimes, because what I have up there, it's only quarter after quarter, those one quarters. And oftentimes what will happen is you'll see that there are, um, somebody might have a big jump up or a big jump down. And then you'd be like wondering, well, now I got to go look for the rest of the data. Well, this is going to be a place for you to look at. I know how popular this page is. You guys love this page. Uh, by far, by like orders of magnitude, this is the one page that everybody gravitates to. Then they go look at the respective stocks individually. So I, I've re, I'm going to just continue to bust this out. This was this is how I spent my entire Labor Day weekend working on this thing. It was a beast, and I'm only halfway done. I'm not even halfway done. It's that bad. Terrasen, number thirteen, market capitalization for about 800 million. Um, this doesn't really account for future warrants and things like this. If you look online, you might find that this number kind of doesn't jive sometimes, and that's because of warrants outstanding and things like that. Revenue growth rate, number 49, 8.8%. 8.8% is a darn good number. The S&P 500, three and a half. 8.8, take that all day long. That's what, two and a half times faster or actually, no, uh, 10 times faster on an annualized basis versus the, um, the S&P 500. Number 12, revenue per share, 31 cents. How big of a piece of a pie are you buying if you get one share on a revenue basis? This will tell you right there. Gross margin, 60.4%. That's pretty solid. 60 to 65%. Some of my best performers are coming in at that number. They were about 65% the quarter before. So they dipped a little bit. Um, some cost measurements and things like this, not a big deal. I still think that they're going to kind of trend higher. Uh, although when you bring in Gage, Gage's numbers, once they kind of bring it into the system, will bring this number down because Gage isn't that high. That's not to say the Gage isn't going to improve, which would eventually then turn it back up. Operating efficiencies at 40%. This is a little on the high side. You're typically looking for companies in 30 to 35%. That's that sweet spot where companies are really hitting it. TerraSend uh, at 40% has some room there, but as they continue to expand with their new dispensaries and things like this, and this is exclude, excluding Gage entirely, this will in fact uh, improve 
uh, over the, the course of the next couple of quarters. You want the lowest possible number here, 40%. It's still, it's, it's, a, it's a little on the high side. If you can get down to 35%, you're really starting to hit it hard. Number two, EBITDA revenue at 41.8%. Number two. Now on my chart currently, next green wave is listed as number one. True leave is number two. Next green wave will be removed from that number one spot just because they're the last quarter. So I put them down for number two at 41.8%. Basically, their core business, they're keeping all the money. This is an important metric. Uh, the S&P 500, something like five and a half to seven and a half percent annually. These companies are hitting 41%. So on a core, their core company basis, these ca cannabis companies are keeping so much more than other companies out there. When you kind of grasp that concept, it's sort of, you just keep looking at these valuations like this is crazy. One day, we're all going to be giggling. Not today, though. Cash to debt ratio, 31.9%, number 48. Um, that's kind of right in the middle ground, literally right in the middle uh, at number 48. I don't really look at this as good or bad. The gauge thing will probably change this number significantly, so we can kind of just take this with a grain of salt, knowing that in one to two quarters, this number is going to be completely different. Here's the revenue outlook, uh, revenue picture for TerraSend alone. Latest print was 58.7. We had a 51%, uh, 53%, things like this coming in on a regular basis. In order for them to hit their uh, next two quarters and hit their 300 million in revenue guidance, they have to hit on average 90 million a piece. Uh, they're at 110. So actually, it's about 95 million. Uh, they're at 110 so far for this these first two quarters. They guided us for 300 million. So are they going to be able to hit this? This is what we're looking at. And it might keep the stock a little soft if they miss. Um, given this, I could see Gage bringing in another 40 to 50 million per quarter starting on a pro forma basis next quarter and the quarter after that. So you're looking at 60-70% increase in revenue from this merge. But Gage's numbers are not outstanding. They're solid. They're good. This is a company that's going to really do well in the future. But their numbers are not nearly as strong as Terrasins are right now. Gross margins, as you can see, pretty steady at 60%. We had the 64.8% the quarter before, 60.8% for this quarter. Um, look for and continued improvements here as more production goes through the system. Operating efficiencies came in at 39.9% for the quarter, 40%. Uh, look for this to improve as more revenue comes through the system. It's basic math. As long as total operating costs are contained and revenues continue to, to increase, remember we are looking for 95 million next quarter. We just printed about 55, uh, 58 right now. So that's a huge jump from just TerraSend alone. This, if they can keep their operating costs contained, this 
metric will improve on its own. EBITDA profitability, as you can see, the past six quarters, uh, we just printed 24.3 million, um, 20 million before that, 19 million before that. Continually, these guys are increasing their EBITDA profitability. This is a huge thing. Go back to where they are, number two in their EBITDA profitability versus revenue, and when you compare it to the rest of the companies out there. Effectively, they're keeping more money instead of having to pay bills. That's what that breaks down to. This is prior to earnings before interest, taxation, depreciation, and amortization, of course. But nonetheless, it's all competitive, and you're looking at 100 companies doing exactly the same thing. These are number. These guys are number two. Terrasen is number two. For some capex reasons and other out, um, outlying costs, net earnings were negative twenty five point nine million for the quarter for Terrasen. Given future earnings and outlooks, I will probably see more capex kind of go through the system. Obviously. And that will affect net earnings. Let's see how they structure the um, total bill for pay paying for the uh, company. I'm interested in seeing how that is. It was a $545 million deal. I didn't really go through the minutiae as to how they broke it down. I'm, a lot of stock involved is what I understood. And I took someone's word for it because we had a conversation about it. Uh, but there's always costs involved. And so CapEx, I think, is probably going to still affect net earnings if you look at the core EBITDA rate, though, they're number two. Given that, these metrics will turn around. And you're buying, they're working to continually expand. And because of that, they're going to continue to build a foundation. Earnings per share broke down to about $0.10 cents a share. It mirrors net earnings, of course, uh, and we'll see that at some point in the future turn positive. As you can see, the market didn't really love the latest earnings release. Stock dropped pretty hard. But look at the EBITDA. All right, they're at 40%, retaining 40% of the re revenue when they start scaling up their revenue, start hitting the 300, the 400, the 500 million on their own, outside of the gauge uh, acquisition, all that trickles down to net earnings and that will start pushing up higher and higher. So right now what you're seeing are companies who are, they're, they're in acquisition mode, they're in expansion mode and that costs money. That's why net earnings are negative. But if you look at that core rate, the EBITDA rate versus revenue, you realize this is a company that's keeping a lot more than everybody else. So from on a competitive basis, that alone is huge. I see Terrasen hitting 15 to 25 bucks in the next 6, 12, 18 months. And that's with the gauge uh, acquisition. It's going to take a few months, but they'll get there. I want to say thanks for stopping by the website. Thanks, thanks for stopping by the YouTube channel. If this is your first time, please, by all means, there's a free email newsletter. Sign up for that. 
I send out this comment on a, uh, content on a regular basis. You can hit the subscribe button. And also, thanks for smashing that like button. I really appreciate it, guys. We'll see you in the next video.